Welcome to Innovo Radio, your place to gather insight and wisdom for creating healthy organizations. Discover how to uncover defects in your organization and find ways to be a powerful force of change for your organization. Here's your host, David Phillips. Hey, I hope you're doing well. Welcome to Innovo Radio. Today, I want to talk to you about um, a new term for um, teams that function in the context of um, Leadership 4.0. Uh, I, I ran across this. A friend of mine uh, shared this link with me um, earlier this week. On um, it comes from LinkedIn um, by. Uh, a person named Allard DeJong, uh, who's a, a certified coach, uh, I, ICF certified coach of teams and their leaders. And, um, so it, and it's his first article on, um, this concept. And so I, I thought it was intriguing, intriguing enough to, um, to do a podcast about it and kind of talk a little bit about it. Um, so the, the, uh, the author talks about, uh, a, a term that he's going to call a liquid team. And um, so, and he builds this, uh, this context of the liquid team. Um, and uh, and it, it kind of flows out of uh, the COVID-19 pandemic and, and all that we've been through in the last, um, in the last year, really. Uh, and he, and he frames it in this context of VUCA. Now, um, when I mentioned this to my friend, um, the other day, uh, I jokingly said that I wish he would not have used VUCA, uh, because VUCA is already a, an accepted term within, uh, within industry, the industry. Um, and I wish he would have used CUVA, uh, C-U-V-A, but, uh, he, he calls it a, a, a VUCA. Uh, I'm going to call it a CUVA. Uh, it stands for, um, collaboration uncertainty, virtualness, and adaptability. And uh, so that's the context in which he, he understands these, this new landscape that we're living in. And, and he's right. So let's talk about those, um, those four things, that Kuva mindset or that Kuva context for a moment. And, and within the context of collaboration, uh, it's replacing competition as more and more people come to understand that we're, on, we're in this together and that the only way to move forward is together. More than ever, we have to be able to create synergies to leverage and share the power of teams and to create strategic partnerships. And, and I think, um, I think in the context, uh, this is, this is valuable in the context of, of leadership 4.0, which flows out of industry 4.0, um, and, uh, and the agile, uh, framework that, that has been around for now for about 20 years. So you have collaboration going on instead of competition. And, and we're not, um, uh, we understand, I understand in, in the context of my role in my organization that, uh, I'm not trying to, to beat out somebody else for, um, for a position or for, um, a, a title or, or anything like that. That, that in, in this day and age, we have got to work together. We have to collaborate together. And I think that's one of the most important things that we can do 
um, from a leadership standpoint and the leadership strategy is to do that collaboration. Um, and so I, th I think he's perfectly uh, spot on there. That's the second point. Uh, the U is uncertainty. So with that, he says that neither the experts nor the traditional sources of authority seem to agree on anything. How could they? We're in uncharted seas where the waves of uncertainty are higher than ever before. This isn't. This is. This in turn highlights the need to be comfortable not knowing, to act without having all the data, and to relish in the unavoidable ignorance we may feel. And and I, I'm going to tell you right on right there. He is um, spot on again. We we are living in a very uncertain time, and we have to be comfortable with uncertainty. We have to be uncomfortable with not knowing. And that's one of the hardest things we can do, especially from a leadership standpoint, because your team is looking for clarity. Your team is looking for a level of certainty because we are, our minds crave uh, certainty. And, and so when you have this level of uncertainty, when you have this idea of not knowing, um, you've got, um, uh, should we wear two masks or one? Should we should we wear masks at all? Does it affect anything? And and, and so that's just kind of a point in all of this. When are we going to come out of this? When's the, the 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 vaccines going to be ready? When will the will the new strains that are popping up will that um, essentially invalidate the the existing vaccines that are coming on the market? So those are those are all things um, that we have to think about, not just in the context of, of COVID, but uh, what's it going to look like next year? Are we going to get a chance to to get back together, and when is that going to happen? So there's all of these things are, are up in the air, and and, and uh, from a leadership standpoint, you've got to be able to manage that, and you've got to speak clearly uh, to your team. You've got to be able to 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 be clear. Uh, you can't, you're not going to have the certainty that many of them crave or even that you crave. But you've got to be clear and let them know that despite the uncertainty, we're going to be okay. Here's what we're going to do to handle the uncertainty and to move forward. Um, the third thing uh, in, in this Cuba context, um, he, he talks about being virtual or virtualness. So it's a trend from working from home and social distancing has created an increase in virtual ways of connecting. This requires an ability to create value in relationships online, a need to develop remote skills, tech savviness, and digital first mindset. Um, so uh, I have worked from home for the past um, almost three years now. Uh, I, uh, I have worked from home uh, in, in previous times in, in my work career. Uh, and in my life, I love working from home. I have a lot of relationships that are, are are virtual. I have a lot of relationships from people that I I honestly have never met, uh, and we just have built those relationships online. And so this for me is not um, not even a second thought. Uh, but there are a lot of people who have had to work from home for the first time in their life. They are used to uh, standing around the water cooler and having conversations. Um, quite a bit um, being face to face, and this has been very difficult for them. And and we need to uh, you know address that. We need to to um, to deal with that. Uh, and and then we and then from a, a, a technological standpoint, we have to 
to have this digital first mindset. I, I agree that, that we've got to have the digital skills, the technological skills to be able to handle this virtual uh, framework. And it is, it's not easy for some people, especially um, some older people, even some younger people, you know, the, the whole, um, uh, I think about kindergarten, first, second grade uh, in the context of, of being virtual and trying to learn virtually. Um, that's not easy. Uh, I think we're going to find that the impact of uh, first, second, you know, elementary school um, education is going to have been impacted greatly by this whole idea of virtualness. But it's here and it's and in in some cases it uh, it has caused organizations to rethink their idea of um, uh, of the property that they lease or the the housing, uh, not the proper housing, but, but the offices that they, that they, um, uh, deal with. And, um, so what we, I I know organizations that have started, have, have said that, um, once their leases are up, they're just going to continue to work remotely. It's, it's, uh, cheaper, uh, less overhead in that regard. Uh, and there have, there have been so few, uh, decreases in productivity. In, in essence, the work is still getting done, uh, getting done efficiently and on time. And um, because of that, uh, they're just going to allow people to work remotely f- from now on. And I think that's a great idea. I think you're going to see more of that, more virtual offices, more virtual people working virtually. They can come into the office if they want. Um, and they have uh, rooms set aside for for people to come in and work virtually. Um, but I think that virtual context is going to be very real. And then the last uh, piece that he, he talks about in this Kuva world is adaptability. Uh, so he says in this regard, no matter where you turn, you see examples of people people pivoting, unlearning and relearning, reinventing themselves and their businesses, creating and innovating, putting on their agility pants. Like I said a few days ago, I like windmills, not just because I'm Dutch, but because they are able to remain effective by turning on their axis and adapting to changes in the wind's direction. Um, And so adaptability is huge. You have to be agile. So uh, from an agile framework, from an agile mindset, that's you're working in short sprints. Um, You don't plan five years in advance. You you. You may have a roadmap, but you're really planning on, in some cases, two weeks, some cases, two months. So you're, you're or some cases, quarters. So um, you may have four quarters of planning in a year and you're really looking for value. Uh, what's going to be the best for customer value in that regard? Uh, and so you have to be adaptable. We've seen um, we've seen restaurants pivot. We've seen uh, the rise of um Delivery services and their growth. Uh, you, you see, um, uh, you see new companies. You see uh, companies like Fanatics uh, who do sportswear uh, for colleges and 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 the pros uh, pivoted to make masks. Um, so you see um, uh, beverage companies pivoting to make sanitizer you see see all these pivots that open doors for new industries and and new opportunities of growth and and we have to have that adaptability within our uh, context uh, and it just has to be very real in in everything that that we do 
so, uh, so within that context, this author, uh, again, his name is Alard de Jong. Um, he, uh, he proposes this concept of a liquid team. Uh, and so he, he says, um, that liquid teams allow organizations to have the right team at the right moment. And, uh, and, and it's very, um, that's a very real and very, um, important, uh, point. So he says the, the, those characteristics that we talked about, the Kuva characteristics, they're, they're ideal breeding grounds for working and self-organizing. Uh, and and essentially that's the the crux of of what systems are it's they're self-organizing and you have self-organizing teams and so again he's he's called this idea of team a liquid team and here's their characteristics so they have a fluid shape uh they're they're frequent shape shifters one day uh they're split uh, so you have two or more located teams Co-located teams remotely collaborating between different locations. Another is hybrid. So you have one co-located, co-located, co-located team with remote members, and then you have completely remote. So the shape of your team structure um, is fluid, and it can change and adapt based on the context, based upon the needs of the organization, and based upon the needs of the moment. Uh, the 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 second characteristic is a fluid membership. So uh, it may have, uh, he says that it may have a, a solid component, meaning that you have uh, people who are consistently there. Um, that membership tends to be fluid. Um, so when you think about that, those are those are members who come in for a specific purpose and then leave. Uh, and and. You see that happen um, in in trying to troubleshoot issues. You see that in in trying to to uh, figure out what went wrong, um, and so that membership uh, is valid. He even says that you know back in the nineties, Tom Peters, uh, the great Tom Peters, was talking about the Hollywood model of working together. The people, the best people for the job, come together for the time it takes to deliver the product or service. In this, and then they disband. And um, so that's a that's a, a very real thing that that happens. Uh, I think, in, especially in certain contexts, like I said, in troubleshooting, trying to deal with specific issues, I, I see it a lot in the organization that I'm in when when there's a, a major uh, technological uh, issue or when something crashes, they bring uh, people. Uh, it's kind of an ad hoc self member member uh, self organizing team where they bring in people um, from different uh, departments to try to figure out what went wrong and how to take care of it. Uh, I think you're probably going to see um, that grow. I, I, I'm, I don't have a crystal ball, but I think you're going to see much more fluid teams um, because you can you can bring together the best minds from all over the country at that point, especially if you're a, a global organization. You can have a guy from California and a guy from London on the same call bring in, uh, you know, and, and have meetings and have collaboration and uh, and begin to develop and, and build things um, because uh, technology allows it and technology has enabled it. Uh, and so I think you're going to see much more in that fluid membership. Then then the, the, the last uh, uh, characteristic of this fluid team is what he calls fluid leadership. 
So the leadership of a fluid team may be classic or it may be leaderless or leadership may be rotational or none of the above. And this configuration may change from one week to the next. And I, I, I think you're going to see that is as if you have a fluid membership, you are potentially going to have a fluid leadership. And, and the reason for that is you're going to you're going to rely on the, the leadership, the skills, the, the communication um, of those who are the, the best uh, at their role, uh, particularly if you're trying to to if you're trying to solve a problem and you bring in the best minds to solve the problem, then um, uh, you're going to that the leadership who you're going to follow and who's going to be able to speak credibly on the topic will change and um, and rotate. I think you're still going to have some of those, um, you know, CIOs, CTOs uh, positions. You're going to have uh, team leadership positions. Um, it, it's just who who takes lead uh, could adapt and change in, in all of that. So I think that's uh, important. Uh, I think that's some of the characteristics. And I think that, I really kind of like the term. Um, they have a, uh, he goes on to say that liquids have a, a definite volume. So they, they have uh, the same, they, they have like, you know, a, a liter or a pint, uh, but they don't have that, sh that definite shape. So it can adjust. It's free form. Um, and, and it can, it can flow and um, essentially, you know, it can adjust and, and be um, compatible. It can change based on, uh, the context in which it which it's functioning, and I think that um, that that idea works really good in a Kuva context. Uh, and so, I want to. I'm, I'm curious what your thoughts are about that. Is some are going to push back. Uh, some that that are managers that may be in the leadership role, and of course, you know that's different. Uh, those contexts are different. Um, may push back and say, no, I'm the manager and I run the show and you can't do that in a, in a Kuba context. Um, you've got to have that, that fluid leadership, fluid membership. It's going to adapt and change. And if you can't live with the uncertainty in this world, in this time, then it's going to be hard to lead. And so I think you've got to embrace uncertainty. Uh, and I think that's a key point in all of this, that if 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 you force everything into a structure, then then your your leadership, your membership, uh, your uh, your shape is always going to be a square or a circle, not going to be adjust and be able to adjust and adapt. And so you've got to embrace in, embrace insecurity and uncertainty. And, and communicate and create clarity within that. And then you open up your teams uh, to ebb and flow based on the needs uh, of the day, based on the, the moment, uh, the, the issue that you're dealing with, the, the thing you're trying to, to fix, the, the goal you're trying to achieve, the purpose you're trying to execute on. And so um, I love this. I love this term. I, I would love to know what you think about this. Uh, I'd love for you to leave uh, comments, uh, share your ideas uh, on what you think uh, a, um, a fluid team would look like. Uh, and do you think it could exist within your organization? And if not, why not? And, um, 
maybe even consider how you uh, begin to implement fluid teams or liquid teams, not fluid teams, liquid teams in your own organization. I think it would be a, I think it would be a change. It might in some cases be a radical change, but I think it could be a very positive change. Uh, it can develop leadership. It can build skills uh, and develop your team uh, in, in ways that I don't think we would have ever been able to uh, appreciate or understand. And I think it can take your organization in quite a few directions if you allow um, allow that uncertainty to exist and uh, to embrace it. All right. Listen, uh, again, I'd love to hear your uh, thoughts. I'd love uh, to... Um, to have you uh, comment, I would love for you to, to rate our podcast on iTunes or uh, Google Podcasts or anywhere that you get your podcast. Thanks so much for uh, joining us and uh, look forward to our next time together. Thanks for listening in today and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode of Powerful Insight. For more up-to-date information and tips to help you on your quest for change, head over to the website at www.wdavidphillips.com and sign up for our newsletter.